Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Night Talk, hosted by me, of course. And today on my podcast, I'll be answering some questions that were suggested to me by listeners. Um, Sometimes I have certain days where, you know, you guys can send me in questions or topics that you guys want me to talk about. And you can send them to my email, and I will cover the topics or questions that I choose in, in certain episodes. So if you guys are interested in doing that, my email will be in the description. Um, and out of every question, I picked four special questions that I felt that stood out to me. So, yeah. And I also will have special guests on today's podcast episode as well. So stay put for that and make sure you guys get to listen to their awesome answers. And if you guys suggest any topic for me, like I said, my email will be in the description. So don't be shy to send me any questions. I will answer anything. So, yeah, let's go to the chase and get right to the questions. Um, the first question that we have here that I picked was, what do you hope to get out of high school? Um, in my opinion, I would want to know how to survive in the real world when I come out of high school. I feel that there are a lot of things that school doesn't teach you that they should teach you. I'm not saying that they should teach you everything about the real world because that's also something that your parents should do at home. But I feel that they should definitely teach me more about the real world, such as finance and credit and things like that. And I I also think, well, that mostly would be like a math subject. But at the same time, I'm sure there are other classes like or more high schools that offer different topics or different subjects in the break of the school. And, um, yeah, I want to learn how to be independent, even if I don't learn about finance and credit or other things like that. Being independent is a very important skill out, out here in the world. So I feel that, you know, you should always learn how to be independent. Like I said, some of the stuff are, should be taught at home. But at the same time, I feel like school is a very important place to learn. You're comfortable with your teachers. And I feel like if, you know, you're in the comfortable in the right space. They should be teaching you things about the real world. And even though I'm in middle school right now, the school that I am as a late beaver, I feel that the school is prepping me to be independent and teaching me everything I want to learn. You know, um, that my school now is teaching me pretty much to be independent, check my own grades, redo my own assignments. I don't have any teachers, you know, telling me what to do all the time. And that's actually a really good skill out here in the world because when you get older, nobody's going to be able to hold your hand out there in the real world. So I like that, you know, the school I am in now, they're making sure that they teach us those things. And I decided that I will let one of my close friends answer this question also. So I will put her response for you guys. So, yeah. One thing that I expect from high school is mainly for everything to get harder. And another thing that I would expect is more freedom. Um, during high school, it's really more freedom than you would have in middle school because you're older and people expect more things from you. So during high school, it will get harder and you will have less, you will have less hands on your back, if that makes sense. Like you'll have less, like less support. Like you're all, you're all on your own. Like if you don't listen in class, you won't have somebody trying to hold your hand saying, Oh well, you need to go. You need to go here. Do you want me to tutor? You know, you have to actually speak up, and you have to actually make sure that you have 
what you have or nothing is going to get done because in high school is really just all for one. So, yeah, I just expect things to get. So for the next question, um, next we're going to move on and talk about Internet and Tech, one of my favorite topics. I like this topic a lot, so I'm really excited to answer this question. The second question that I have is, do you think teenagers are replacing drugs with smartphones? Um, I don't feel that all teenagers are, but some definitely are. Drugs can be very, very, very addicting, and I feel that, you know, if anybody feels that that's what they want to do, they'll just do it. Um, phones are like addictions, especially during these type of times where you're in the house, you know, quarantining. So, of course, we're on our phones all day because it's like, what else do they do? You can't really go outside anymore. And um, it definitely takes a little effort to be addicted to something, and phones take no time, really. You can be doing something two seconds before, and you get on your phone, and then you look up, and it's about to be the next day. So phones can be very addicting, and it takes no time to get addicted to them. Phones are almost, like I said, like a natural addiction. But if teenagers can find something more fun, they will definitely take their chances. So, like a natural addiction, I would say, what I mean by that is, like I said before, you can be doing something one second and then you wake up and it's about to be the next day. And phones, like, they can be really addicting really, 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 really fast. So, I feel that they're not, like, meant to be an addiction, like drugs or anything else. But it's like, it just happens sometimes. But if, like I said, if some teenagers find, you know, taking drugs more fun, doing certain things that make instead of phones that's more fun to them they definitely will take their chances i know my generation and drugs are sometimes easy to be addicted to especially with peer pressure because if you have a bunch of people around you taking drugs sometimes you're influenced very easily and you know a couple times taking drugs you're already addicted to it so that's what you, you want to prevent and like I told you guys, we have some special guests, so we also have another one of my close friends that will be answering this question today also. So I'm going to play the heart answers for you guys. Okay, and my third question for today is, do screens get in the way of the rest of your life? For me, screens don't get in the way of my life. I'm very good with time management, so I know when to put the phone down and when it's serious time. Um, and cell phones, like I said before, are very addicting. There's been a couple times where I've been distracted and had to rush to do work. Like, you know, I've been in class, distracted by my phone, and then the assignments do like 15 or 10 minutes. Before, and I don't want to rush to do it, but then I had to because, you know, I was on my phone. And like I said, a natural addiction, you don't even know that you're doing it. But it just, you just hop on your phone and you're on there for a very long time, which can, you know, lead to some serious things. Which, which are addictions, of course. So they're very addicting, but I try to stay away and do, like, do time management pretty good. 
Um, and I try not to be distracted as much because that results in not turning in your work on time. And little things always add up. So, you know, sometimes you don't turn in your work. That results in a lower grade, which are good in the long run. Sometimes I don't like to think, think too deep into it. But sometimes you have to just think for, like, you know, a lot of late assignments, um, bad grades on assignments because you rushed. Those can those show up and, like, those reflect on your grades. And sometimes that can mess you up in the long run. So overall, cell phones don't distract me as much as they do other people. I try my best for them not to. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Or, so every once in a while, you know, I might get sidetracked by the phone. But I wouldn't say I'm addicted. I know when to put it down, when it's serious time, time to do work. And I know when it's time to play around. So yeah, I don't think I'm as addicted as other people. My fourth question for today is, who is your biggest influence? I would have to say that my biggest influence would be my mom. I would say this because she's very hardworking and never gives up. She works really hard to, you know, maintain the future for me and her so that we can live comfortably. And so if I don't want to work, I don't have to work. Or if I don't want to go to college, I could still have something that, you know, make my future better. And... She never, like I said, she never gives up and she barely ever complains because she definitely knows that it will benefit both of us in the long run when she gets older or when I get older. You know, like I said, she doesn't have to worry about working all the time and, you know, just she could just relax and have, you know, build her empire or whatever she wants to do. She has successful business. She has a very successful business right now and another one in the making while working a full-time job and being an awesome mother. And she always teaches me to do my best and never and to never give up. So I so I love that she does that because that make that helps me have the like the correct mindset for like school or anything that I'm doing. And I know that sometimes she may push me hard when it comes to school, but I know it's because she cares because any parent would do that. And she is never afraid to fight for you know what she loves and what she cares about and I don't mean like physically fight I mean like if she wants to do something she'll make sure that whatever is going on right now all of it stops and she makes sure that if she puts her mind in something it can be able to happen or if she puts her mind to making a tech company she'll make sure that that tech company can be successful in the long run and she'll make sure that she can actually get it up and running and that's something that i love about her so much because she always like i said she always makes sure you know that um like i said she never gives up and she always fights for it if she wants it and yeah so i would have to say that she would be my biggest influence because she has taught me a lot and i'm definitely going to make her proud and for this question, we have another one of my close friends that will be answering this question today also. So I'm going to play her answer for the rest of you guys. Okay, so my biggest influence is my mom because she's independent. And she teaches me and my siblings to be independent and learn how to do stuff on our own without depending on people. And she's also looking to start her own business, and she helps my aunt with her small business also. Celebrity-wise, my 
influence is most likely Beyonce or Rihanna because they both have multiple career paths and they're both successful and they're both not famous but rich. So, yeah, I would just like to be successful like them. Thank you. Bye. Okay, and my last and final question for today is what is your view on toxic masculinity? This is a very good question. Um, I feel that toxic masculinity isn't okay, but some parts may be okay. And I'm not saying that I, I would justify it or I would do it to like my kid or whatever. I'm just saying that I feel that sometimes stuff needs to be like put in place or sometimes it needs to just be stopped and they need like, you know, still be men. So when it comes to like crying and not being sensitive, not showing emotion, I feel that isn't right because that could affect the men in the future. If they don't know how to express their feelings and emotion, it won't help in their relationships and they can pass it down to their kids or grandkids. Usually when you get older, you know, big parts in a relationship is, you know, express your feelings and, you know, be open and communicate. But if you were raised to not express your feelings, don't show emotion, don't cry, that could really, you know, affect their mental state. And, you know, could really they can really carry that on to, like, their adulthood. But like I said, which isn't good because you need that skill in a lot of, you know, things when you grow up. And they also could pass it down to their kids and their kids could pass it down to their grandkids. So it could be like a long generation type of thing where it's just you, you're like, you thought you think toxic masculinity is okay because that's how you were brought up, but it's really not. And the part I agree with is the skirts, nail polish, and like the girl clothing. You might not see it a lot, but there are, you know, a lot of people that, you know, dress feminine and do things like that. So for some reason, sometimes, like I said, men like to dress up feminine or wear nail polish. And I feel like they should leave that to the girls. I also feel that it isn't right for parents to teach this because this could lead to childhood trauma or not having a good relationship with your children. Okay, so that is all I have for you guys today on Night Talk. Like I told you guys before, if you have any suggestions or of topics or questions that you guys want me to cover or answer, send them to my email, which will be in the description. Thank you guys for listening, and I thank you for the support. Have a great night, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.